0: And good morning tier ones. Rep Briz with you over here. Rev Rev Z Z right here.
2: And Rev Mark Gilbert here.
0: And Reverend Mark is our special guest today. Welcome to Minister's Talking Shit. It happens every Friday morning here at seven a m. on the mountain time zone. And we are very grateful that Reverend Mark can be with us today. He's based out at Denver, Colorado area uh, and been a, a great longtime colleague and supporter and friend of ours, both. and uh, and also on the network. You can see Mark here on. Uh, our Saturday morning science of mind and spirit conversation series on a periodic rotating basis of um, real quick. Well, you were on last week, Mark. That's right. And uh, so if you want to check that out, folks, get head into the archives and check out Reverend Mark's talk from last week. It looks like you'll be with us again, in, <clears throat> excuse me, in early July. So we'll look forward <clears throat> to that. All right, folks, what a week. Uh, Now, I wasn't here last week, and I know you all had a rousing conversation with Rev Z around what's going on in the Supreme Court. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. However, uh, the United States passed a rather auspicious uh, and, well, somewhat depressing milestone this past week. I don't want to say celebrate, um, but I do want to say we honor uh, the million Americans that have made their transition to another realm, in part because of the COVID virus and what we've been experiencing in the last two years. Um, a million souls, gentlemen. Um, that feels like a heavy, heavy number this time around.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's a big number. And, you know, when I think back to the, 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 the former leader of our our country saying that when it first came out oh this will be over in a couple of months it's just like the flu uh and now here we are uh almost three years later if you if you start counting from that no October November time frame when they say we had a few cases and um they were misdiagnosed I mean we've been dealing with this now for three years we're over a million the numbers are starting to tick back up now with 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 the omicron and some variant of the omicron. Um, some people are even going back to uh, mass mandating mass. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a it's a it's a it's a sad reminder. I'll put it that way, for us to have to acknowledge this in a way that we still. You know, a lot of people still say it's it's not real. It's, it's it doesn't matter. It's not true. But the evidence shows otherwise. And 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 my heart goes out to the family members and 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 friends. And I've had family members pass and friends that have passed from COVID. Um, so it, it, it's 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 a continual wake up call for people to be vigilant.
2: Yeah, you know, my my heart goes out to the people who've been impacted by this as well. And. You know it's, it's it's real in form i think we can say that from a, a spiritual perspective and there's some reasons evolutionarily why we're going through this and you know ultimately we know there's great growth and positivity that will occur for us and we know that on a spiritual level but we tend to look at this i think sometimes from multiple levels you know i know i can speak for myself that i look at my individual life and its impact upon me yeah you know the you know the the staying at home, the wearing the mask when you're out in public and all the things we had to do during the shutdowns. And I feel blessed that at least in my immediate circle, none of us died from COVID. Yet at the same time, I've had family members who have caught it and gone through illnesses with it and and and, and blessedly recovered. Uh, so there's that personal level that we all look at, you know, stories like this. And then there's these big numbers like a million like Robert's throwing out there that's in the news. And and sometimes it's hard for us to wrap our minds around that because you know we see it on the news and TV and media, but in our individual lives, we have we all have different perspectives. And and for many people who might be listening to these words, they they had their own individual stuff where maybe they were highly impacted by it and see it as really really real. And others who have had minimal impact, and many like myself who are in the mix somewhere. I know that I had a close family member this week say they had COVID. I had a minister colleague that I was on a call with yesterday who had just found out that she had COVID and, um, you know, and both had symptoms. You know, I think early on, I was dealing with a lot of people who did not have symptoms uh, from COVID. You know, they had it and then got, got beyond it, et cetera. And then the whole debate around masks and and taking the, sh- the, the vaccines or not and all of that, it's just, it's been an interesting dynamic for us to live through for the last few years. And I keep, I think I keep processing What's ours to learn from all of this? What, where are we going? You know so on the one level, our hearts are open to, and recognizing that on real that people suffer with illness, people die, they have family members who are dying, and you know and that's a very sad thing. But on the other hand, when we step back and look at it and say, what is the, the bigger picture and where are we going with all of this? and what is, what is ours as humanity to learn and, and to process and to grow and evolve through on this?
0: Yeah, I for me, I this has been a huge demonstration of the oneness that we really are all in it, part of this together. And I look at those big numbers like a million, uh, the population of Denver, of Denver County here in Colorado is just over three million. And if I imagine one third, one out of every three people that I bump into in Denver County in a day is not being here. Um, That makes it tough. And I think in a lot of ways, we like to be, uh, we're so tired of it, we want to be over it. Yeah. I went to a middle school choir uh performance last night and um and I will say thank you spirit it's my last one ever last middle school choir concert I ever have to go to in my life uh that I unless I have grandkids but but uh I say that, I've been it lately it's yeah. <laughs> <As> a and <grandparent. laughs> um, and there were more people without masks than there were with um and we want so desperately to be over this that I think we're getting a little lackadaisical. Sometimes we're getting, we're, we're laying back on our, our values a little bit. And because it's nice to not have to wear a mask, but then you go out to an event, you come home with a little tickle in your throat or a little, a little, uh, you know, a little fever or a little headache. And all of a sudden, wait, what did I, so I think, you know, the real point folks is we have to stay diligent. Um, Yes. Some of us um, have made it through this without vaccinations. Uh, I am personally proud that I've had my vaccinations and, uh, and I often wonder if the vaccinations don't embolden people to be less diligent. I've got my shots, I can go out and do whatever I want now. Uh, mm-hmm. But Can I really? And am I, am I really just in, in endangering other members of my family by not wearing a mask at this point? Mm-hmm.
2: I think the, the evidence shows that the the vaccines are, uh, you know, effective in keeping you if you do get you. It doesn't keep you from catching it or transmitting it, and that you um if you do get it, you have a lesser uh, symptom uh, case with it. So uh, you know, so I, I think if anybody looks at it, that it's uh, um, you know we we can we can ha- we can put our selfish eyes on. I got my vaccine. I'm going to go out. I'm going to wear a mask. Blah blah blah. And um, but, you know, if we look at the bigger picture and we recognize that we're all one, whether you're, you've got the vaccine or not, you recognize you also are a player in this dynamic, interactive society of humanity. That's, you know, it's the oneness expressing <laughs> the of all these people. And we have a role not only for ourselves and our expression, but for the expression of other people. So we need to be mindful. And I think too many, too many times people, people get so emotionally caught up in, le- you know, um, there's a degree of greed and selfishness that comes up when you get tired, you get worn down and you get, you focus on the world of of stuff and you think that's the only reality. And then you want, you want to get, you know carve out your niche and protect your little area of life so that, and you, so I'm not wearing a mask or I'm, I'm going to do this and that kind of thing without concern for the other expressions of spirit that are around us. And and, and,
3: And the point you make there, Mark, that I think is so key is, 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 from the spiritual perspective, we have to look at it from the spiritual perspective, right? In that we know on the physical level what's happening, but as a spiritual being connected to all other spiritual beings, the idea of, as as we have all said here this morning, the oneness, the, if nothing else, we're connected by the air that we breathe, which is one of the mechanisms for transmitting the, 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 the virus. So, yeah. you know, we have to be cognizant of our connection and that at not only the physical level, but at the spiritual level, because yeah. when your spirit or energetic vibration drops, so does mine. And we know from lots of medical studies that this, sometimes as they try to say, this invisible spiritual stuff has an effect on people's health Well being and recovery, and if we can't keep those things moving in a positive direction, they have unknown effects. Yeah,
2: Yeah, there's a dynamic tension between us all being all for one and then expressing our uniqueness. Yes, and sometimes we sometimes we come down on the on the I often say it's like we got we're we're putting two weight on two different feet. Sometimes we're we're on the you know the selfish material, it's all about me, and then the other time maybe we can be you know altruistic and and focus on the greater good for all. And so we, we do this daily balance every day of shifting in our emotional state and our perspective of how we look at life. Are we, are we really seeing the greater good and focused on the greater good for all? Or are we moving into the, you know, the greed good side of life and, and selfish? And, uh, and I think all of us shift in that, every, you know, each day. Some, some people live in one area, one end of the other. It's sort of like a bell curve, maybe. But mm. there's people on the very fringes who are all selfish and then there's people who are all altruistic and into oneness but most of us from the day-to-day are somewhere in the middle and we we sort of shift around and so the key is is to honor the different perspectives of other people so that if they're not taking vaccines or are taking vaccine or wearing masks or not wearing masks you know um it's we we can argue and and all of the things that we want to do you know from our perspective on the issue but on the other, if we can step back and say it's, you know, not mine to correct everybody in the world and what they're doing and and to see that we all express our, our uniqueness in our own ways. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mark, you mentioned the word fringe there, and it really sparked for me. Um, one of the other stories we want to talk about today, folks, is the Supreme Court. And that to me seems like a fringe right now. We've got nine people uh, they're Ah, uh, it would appear that they're poised to repeal the Roe versus Wade decision, and uh, in, in our pre-show here, we were chatting a little bit. I think I get a little confused sometimes whether the Supreme Court is here to, to uphold, uh, to clarify the Constitution and clarify law. In that, is it not their duty to also serve the people? And it seems like. They're not serving the people. It feels like they're serving an agenda that is a long, long long-held agenda. The day after Roe v. Wade was originally passed, there were pundits on TV talking about how today is the day we start the journey to repeal this. Um, I saw an interview, Jerry Falwell said it would take 50 years. I think it's only taken about 30 years now. Um, But how do we... How do we balance a balance of spiritual perspective when it would appear that the most powerful court in the land is poised to act in a partisan manner to, to how do we say this? To to take away the what I see as the rights of 50% of the population of the country. Yeah, well, you know,
3: I I, I think that part of that Stems from the populace. We have to become more educated in the judicial and the and the process of our government and how it works between the you know executive and the legislative and the judicial offices and what they do and and how they work, so that we get more involved. Because right now at the Supreme Court, it's it seems to be this uh you know party. Uh, volleyball, where they wait for somebody to get a player out so they can get somebody in under their watch. I mean, and that's what happened with the past president. You know, they, they when, when when President Obama was trying to put someone in, they blocked it, blocked it, blocked it because they had the numbers. And then when they got in, they rushed through two, three people, you know, uh, so now, unfortunately, you know some people say, "Well, I'm, uh, who's gonna who's gonna pass, right? Who's gonna die, or, so we could get somebody in under our watch?" Which is ridiculous. Yeah. And so, you know, we really have to become more educated in our governmental system as a as a people. And then when we, you know, and we may need to look at this judge for life thing. I mean, if you got somebody in there, and it and it appears that they're they're compromised, as we've had recently. There's some speculation that that Justice Thomas is a little compromised, um, we need to have a way to rectify that.
2: Yeah, there is an impeachment process, I think, in the Constitution that allows us to remove somebody. But, you know, we know that given the partisan nature of our uh, Congress right now, that's such a a path probably isn't very viable for for the supreme court you know but looking looking at this from a, a long-term standpoint sometimes when i'm studying history or looking at stuff i, I tend to look at it it's a, our forefathers were so smart to create this system of checks and balances and it's really assisted us in, in evolving as a country but there's nothing that says that our country our country's a blip on the time screen of humanity and some part of me you know as much as i love the united states and i love our form of government uh, I you know, I see this as just one of those uh, key touchstone points where maybe we need to start looking at the system itself. And, and I'm not saying to overthrow it or anything like that, but maybe there are major tweaks that we need to be doing in the system. I think there are, we can look at the constitution and see some flaws in terms of the ability to make the tweaks that are necessary, that sometimes we have, you know, I don't think our forefathers saw some of the things that are impacting you know, like, um, you know, the abilities of mass media and social media and all that kind of stuff that's modern that can sway public opinion. And yeah. we and and the very nature. I think they did see the fact that political parties, you know, if you go back and look at it, that the very nature of political parties had a could, could they could see that that might have a negative aspect on the overall running of the government by, you know, coalescing into two parties and, and that which could lead to polarization, et cetera. But um I think that what they didn't foresee was a populace that was fringing in on uh, aspects of of truth that were being presented to them, you know, from a a very fringe perspective, to use that word again. (laughs) So so we have people who are like, you know, so wedded to their positions and media media that self-feeds that not only you know, news, the 24 news media, but also mm-hmm. social media and their algorithms that push us to content to us that you know, is what we like and, and already believe. So, and, you know, and we all have that natural confirmation bias within us that psychology talks about where we seek out stuff that confirms what we already think we know. And so, so, so we have all these factors that are going into play that have pushed people apart. And now we see this tension and so when we back up again, backing up and looking at all of this, you can go, wow, it can't, it can't, um, maintain this tension. There's got, when you maintain some either, it either snaps or there is a re reassessing of the tension. And so, uh, I think we're going to be doing that in some form or fashion, and it may not be on, on the material realm, what we necessarily want to see or, or experience, but there's going to have to be some changes.
3: And and you know, Linda brings up a point here, you know, she says, you know, reproductive health is a medical decision primarily, right? So so we got this thing, cause because in some ways, and I'll say it that way, this this particular law is about legislating morality, is what we and 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 that's not what the government is supposed to be doing. It's not supposed to be legislating morality. Right. Uh, and and so we have this, you know, and and there's so many contradictions when we if we if they want to go down this morality thing, I mean they, they're probably going to lose that race a hundred times out of out of 101, right? Because there's so many different cases where the, the the moral high ground that gets played as a card sometime with our with our system can't hold water.
0: Well, no one's morally. A hundred percent. Not one of us on this planet hasn't made a quote moral mistake or a slip or made a bad judgment. And we can look at any politician on the planet and there's something there somewhere, Whether, whether they've been really good at hiding it all these years or whether they don't care and people can see it. So I agree with you, right? We have to stop legislating morality and how about legislating human rights? Yeah,
3: which which kind of leads us to the to, to our third story, right? Of this whole new story that has just come out of the boarding school. I'll call it tragedy of the Native Americans that our con- country implemented, trying to as the, as the as the the law. I mean, it was an actual law that was. Uh, put out in 1819 called the Indian Civilization Act, where they tried to take the, it was in 1819 when they started this in these boarding schools, and that was for Native Americans, Natives in Alaska, and in Hawaii, where they tried to um, enculturate, if you will, if that's a word, (laughs) um, the, the, the Native Indigenous people into this you know, system that they have. And and just the other day, if you didn't see you might want to go catch it. Uh, Deb Har- Harlan, uh, ha- I think I'm pronouncing the name right, she's the Secretary of Interior, who is a Native American descendant of the uh, Laguna tribe, a uh, uh, Pueblo out in Arizona, who have been there since 1200, way before Columbus said he'd discovered something that somebody was already on. Um And now they were taking these people trying to switch their beliefs and way of life and everything.
0: So, folks, if you haven't quite caught the whole story here yet so far, uh, a report was released a couple of days ago uh, by the Department of Interior. And In the United States, we have identified roughly 500 uh, uh, boarding schools for native american children indigenous people here in the united states this sounds a lot like the story that came out of canada a handful of months ago it is it's the same story it's just we were doing it on this side of the border like it was happening on that side of the border and and this happens all over the planet we've seen this type of behavior in uh, australia uh when the quote whites wanted to colonize australia and 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 we're now seeing the evidence of it here. Um, as of current te- count, we, they found at least 500. Um, there are, there are saying in some of these articles, it says that it could, this number could rise to tens of thousands of children that were mentally, sexually, physically abused. And it would appear in often cases, murdered and thrown into mass graves and burial grounds around these, these schools. I'm sure at the time it was like, Oh yeah, no big deal. That's, you know, oh lot the kid died. And... but in the light of, you know, with hindsight being 2020, we've been atrocious. The, the colonizers of this planet, wherever that's happened has been atrocious. And I think, and we're now being called to reckon for that. I think we're being called to, to do that deep inner work to figure out how do we how do we create some sort of healing around this
2: this thing- yeah, everywhere we look in our history as you're right Robert you know we see these you know evidence of, of in our past that there were these atrocious events that you know that now with you know we can, we can now say this was sad this was bad this is not who we are and that might have been who we were at that time but now we can let's you know where, where can we attend put our attention Look how we've grown. Look how this is a news story. Look how we now know from a society standpoint, this is unacceptable. That the things that we these atrocious things, slavery, the, the the treatment of these, you know, indigenous people, all of that was atrocious. And that the fact that we now see it as atrocious is something we should focus on as well, to recognize that we have grown and evolved to a level of consciousness that says that we won't do that. But then we look around us and we see evidence of it here. And how can we turn turn that and move to a higher you know state it's it's one of these things where sometimes when you know back to the the about abortion discussion a moment ago when people are i'm not for abortion but i am for choice you know and i think that's where most of us many of us are and the issue then becomes what about when a child is born like can we not put as much energy into ensuring the quality of life for somebody once they're here physically as we're as we're putting into for the attention of, of fetuses and it's not to say that i'm i'm for abortion it's the fact that i'm for life i'm for the expression of the higher life and when we look at what the atrocious things we did in the past yes they're bad and yes we're still doing bad things now and we're how can we weed out the bad things and live with a vision of the world that we know that's possible and right now we're all called to in our consciousness to say to use these, these little reminders to say we are no longer that as a person but who are we going forward and what are we going to do and what are we going to be and how can we raise the quality of life for everybody here you know for many of the people who are who are uh, uh, anti-abortion i i would really love to see as much energy focused on creating the best life for the people who are here you know yes stay with that issue as much as your passion and hearts desire to it but let's also spend as much passion and energy on creating you know income equality education equality rights to you know basic living needs for every person so that the the standard that we all have here is to move us out of basic needs so we can all be less focused on survival and more on thriving how can we assure the equal rights and if we look at it there's plenty of evidence in the current society of things that we've done that have moved us forward so not only we're no longer like the past But there's things even in the recent past we can you know although we're we're fearful that some of the recent rights like uh, rights for gays and lesbians for marriage and things of that nature are uh have been you know made law there's always fear that we slip back we're going to slip back because of some of the things that are current but i think that as much as we can keep the eyes on the prize of where we want to go you know with with equality for everybody and everybody have a you know, all of their uh, lives, method. We can really truly work towards a wor- world that works for everybody.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I I agree with that hundred percent. And I think what one of the as you mentioned earlier, we have this this, uh, this balancing act that yeah. we have to do right between mm-hmm. uh, the different points of view, the different sides of an argument. And 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 you know, as as has been shown in media, you know, one of the Native American uh terms that they use, maybe overuse, is that, you know, that the that that the white man speak with the forked tongue, right? Uh says one thing, does another. And so I think what 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 we have to just this issue, just like the issue with slavery, a lot of people you know, what? this is mental health month, right? And and so a lot of focus is on getting our mental state together and, and dealing with past traumas. And it often seems as if people want to move on very quickly from some of these traumatic things because mentally they can't deal with them. I don't want to deal with them. But we know, especially from a spiritual perspective, if you have an issue and you don't resolve it and you push it down, it's going to get stronger and come back in a more robust way. That's just the nature. Like if you pull a weed in your yard and you don't get the whole root, that weed comes back stronger and that root is deeper and it's going to be more difficult to get it out the next time you try to remove it. And that's what we have to, we, we it, it, you know, one of the, one of the subjects that, you, that you're really adept on, Mark, is, is spiral dynamics, right? And so Mm -hmm. we started 0.0, we come around now, we're at at 0.1 or whatever it is, we're moving up. But sometimes that difference doesn't look a lot different, but it is. And we have to begin, I believe, to do that kind of work so that we we look forward, knowing that we're going on the spiral, but each time we need to be trying to rectify and give ourselves a greater footing at the level we are now. And that's going to require... Some spiritual work, some physical work, some financial work. I mean, because now they are looking at uh, for the Native Americans, is there any financial compensation? Well, slaves been looking for reparation forever because they were promised forty acres and a mule. So yeah. we we this is what happened when we don't stand on the truth. <laughs>
0: yeah, the Native Americans owned the forty acres. They had they were they were nurturing those mules and those forty acres from the beginning. Yes, hey, we've uh, I want to. We've got just a few more minutes here, folks. If you're not familiar, we do like to run long on this program. Uh, and I'm sorry we don't have your name on the screen here, but it's a great question from one of our viewers. How can we shift the race consciousness of this great discussion when so many are focused on separation and hate? Uh, and I think we're speaking to it, it's not buy into it. it. We're not, we don't sit here on Friday mornings and try to make people wrong. we don't sit here and use names and we don't sit here and do personal based attacks because we want to change the system. So the best way is to love your brother and your neighbor is to Mm -hmm. love the people around you is to continually look for where the similarities are rather than just Mm -hmm. oh, watch Fox News. So I'm not going to talk to you or, oh, you're wearing a red colored hat, so I'm not going to talk to you.
2: Yeah, you know, many years ago, I I wrote a book where that was one of the the factors. I said we were life was going through a crisis and the evidence of this was all the craziness going on in the world Mm -hmm. and that one of the factors we needed to look at was focus on how we're alike. And I created in there this list of all the things. Yes, we can point at the things where we're different. You believe this. I believe this. But when it gets down to it, our basic needs and what we want out of life are very similar and you know and to the point that LZ was making again uh, so we need to focus on that I think is the key point I want to say is that focus on where we're alike, like you're saying because where we put our energy is where we grow in our life and what we push against is what we if we if we resist stuff that grows in our life so are you are you focusing on the things that's the resistance the differences or are you focused on the similarities so it's a shifting of our attention a lot of people say I can't jump from you know, uh, disliking you to loving you, you know in one step. And so it's a gradual process of moving forward, of, of of changing your your emotions around other people and seeing the the similarities like them. To the point of us growing up the spiral, you know it, it's it's like a dance. We go two steps forward upward and we take a step back. that's that's the evolutionary process. There's always self-corrective mechanisms occurring that that are I have to focus on the fact that the general direction of evolution is positive. You know, yeah. and yet it's messy, as, as I hear a lot of people talk about, especially in the integral world. They they talk about you know evolution is a very messy process, and it is, and so that's just part of life. Is that messiness that we have to deal with, and the, and the emotions around it. And one other final thought, because you could get me started on some of this stuff, but as you guys well know, is that you know uh, I was really impacted earlier this year by by a reading and studying of the Kabbalion and, and and reading it several times. And one of those things is the is the nature of the principles that were outlined in there. One of them was this nature of polarity, that everything is in polarity. And so every issue that we've been talking about today, pro-vaccine, anti-vaccine, uh, pro you know, choice, pro-life, anti-abortion. You know, all these people are a polarity, but the polarity is not just the extremes which get held out to us, but there is an interconnectedness along that where people shift between all of these opinions, every opinion that we look at, we move in it. We can say, no, I'm over here in this camp or I'm over here in that camp. If you've you've claimed your flag and that's where you are, I think you're forgetting that you share so much in between on other opinions with other people. And what you really are wanting out is, is you've got a vision in your mind about what's the best life. How can we express our experience as humanity in the highest level? And everybody has an answer to that. And so we all share that share. We may not share the exactness of the answer, but we share the question and the quest for the best life for all of us. And then we express it differently. And so the idea is that we're on the polarity. It looks like polarity is really just the continuum that we're all on together. And the other point that comes out of the cabalium is that life is a rhythm, that life continuously waxes and wanes from one side to the other. And so even when we talk about, you know, some issue, you know, we're going to, we get to an extreme on that. And there's a self-correcting process in the evolutionary aspect of humanity that moves us back. And so we do kind of shift to the extreme sometime, but there we will move backwards. And so ultimately this whole game is sort of set up for us to, Recognize our oneness and to move forward, but it, evolution's messy, messy, and sometimes we're in the mix of something that's that's less than what we want in that moment. But we have to keep our perspective focused on where we're going, and not focus on the messiness that we may be dealing with in the moment.
3: And and I, real quick, I want to speak, you know, because that speaks to what we talk about in, in religious science or science of mind of the oneness. Because when you speak of a polarity. By definition, there's a vibration because I got to get from one side to the other. And because there's a vibration, that vibration happens, as you said, with a certain rhythm. So now we got a vibration and a rhythm. And and by definition as well, anytime I have a polarity, I have a correspondence going on. There's a correspondence between the two poles. And so when we can look at it, and as it says in the Kabbalah, and, and as we say in our teachings, All is mental, or all is mind. When we can begin to change our thoughts and change our perspective, as we've been saying here on all these issues from a spiritual way of living, when we do that, we change it all the vibration, the rhythm, the polarities. If the more we get information that confirms the true nature of reality, the box or the polarities close in.
2: Yeah, that that is so true
3: on every Friday trying to do provide yep. that information for us to find our space in the world, find our rhythm, understand the vibration that is going to move so that we can do the work that needs to be done.
2: Everything and, is in motion and we're continuously evolving as you yes. as you so say. And and then the, and one of the tips that we can all do is to g- cultivate the taking of another's perspective. Because we tend to think that whatever we believe and whatever we think, we have thought about life is the only way to look at it and when you see somebody you disagree with if you can put yourself in their shoes if i had lived their life had their experiences i might believe exactly as them try to imagine that the more times you can imagine other perspectives you're growing and evolving your own consciousness of oneness amen
0: Yes yes, yes baby we getting into into it now and uh, and we're almost at that point where we've got to turn over the airwaves to our next program. So uh, we, we're gonna stick around for another moment folks. let us say thank you to our sponsors and our committed givers first and then we're gonna come back with just a couple more minutes of final thoughts on this very deep and great, very great discussion. Stick with us we'll be right back on ministers talking shit.
4: Thank you, Center for Spiritual Living Denver for your continued support. Thank you Center for Spiritual Living Midtown Atlanta for your monthly contribution. Thank you Center for Spiritual Living North Jersey for your monthly contribution. And please help us welcome Ohm Center for Spiritual Living in La Mesa, California. Thank you for your monthly donation. Thank you Center for Spiritual Living Seattle for your most generous donation. And a special thanks to Hefferlin Foundation for your generous technology grant. And Suze Ajit, thank you for your very generous donation. And a super special thank you to Dr. Tracy Brown, RSCP. Thanks for being a super donor, and a big shout out to all our committed donors.
0: yes yes thank you to all of our committed donors and sponsors if you'd like to get your name on that movie head on over to our website intmedia.org click on donate make it a monthly donation and we'll get you added into the next movie which i uh, i'm a little overdue on so i'll be working on that soon all right folks uh you know we have definitely uh i want to highlight a couple of things here lori carlson yes cultivating the taking of another's perspective we've definitely uh touched some buttons hello fiona for all the way from geneva uh Lori carlson carlson here dr tim stewart with us today as well good to see you dr tim glad you're here our our good friend wayne probably one of our greatest supporters thank you wayne do right by your friends we've touched a lot of bases guys in in just the last minute or two that we have left here um what do we want people to walk away with today? What's what's our final thoughts? And Z, we're going to kick it to you first, and then we'll go to you, Mark. I I would say uh the best thing that
3: we can do is be lifelong learners. And as as uh, Emerson would say, "Don't go where the path may lead you. Go where there's no path and leave a trail." When we start talking about these subjects and issues and spiritual perspectives, so that we can all begin to see different perspectives, that Mark said earlier.
2: Yeah, for me, it is, it's is—it's keeping your attention and focus on where we want to go, and that we can go, get so stuck in the past or in the current world events, and we can look at those and learn from them, but keep your attention and focus and, and moving forward, and always take the big, bigger perspective the degree that we all get mired in our individualness and in our individual beliefs, we need to recognize that's occurring in our lives and to take a moment to say, okay, what's the bigger picture in the bigger direction for us? Uh, and, and, and try to take a moment to understand the perspective of others around you. Mm, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you.
0: For me, I'm, I'm really touched. And I'm really reminded today through this discussion that it's going to take every one of us. It's going to take every one of us, but we are the ones that have, uh, that the world's been waiting for the philosophy of new thought and the science of mind in specific uh, has prepared those of us that have been studying this to be in this place, to, to, to bridge this apparent divide. And as we've talked about so much today, it's a spectrum. There is no hard division between red and blue, right and left, this and that, right. It, we're all coming to a greater perspective of life. And uh, sometimes if you have to watch Tucker Carlson to figure out to have a different viewpoint, you do that. Uh, But whatever it may be, please go out there today, love your neighbors, love your friends. uh, And more importantly, love those that you don't agree with, love those that you don't see eye to eye with, even if that's just a little something until you can come to a greater understanding of their perspective. Gentlemen, I want to thank you both. This has been a great conversation today. If you're watching us live, thank you for being here with us. If you're watching on a replay, thank you for that as well. Regardless, hit the like button, hit the share button, hit whatever buttons you want to hit. Uh, but let some friends know what we're doing here. We're going to be here every Friday morning. We have been for a couple of years now. We're no signs of stopping. So uh, join us every Friday, 7 a.m. Mountain Time on the New Thought Media Network. Until next time, we wish you peace and richest blessings.
1: And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking. <laughs> we'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other <laughs> our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our show with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.